Good evening. You're tuned in to Friendship, the Power of Positive Living with Dr. James Huey, a specialist in human affairs, and his special guests, all of whom will aim to help you take charge of the opportunities in your life. Let's go right into the studio right now and join Dr. Huey for the Power of Positive Living. Good evening, and welcome to Friendship Radio and to the grand march through life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as you and I explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. My guest this evening, Mr. Todd Summers, is going to be joining us. And Todd is a communications consultant and also a KGBC radio personality. One of the things that I've been wanting to do, and this is our six-month anniversary show here on Power for Positive Living, a very exciting time for us. And I thought this would be at a very appropriate time to kind of stop and take a few moments this evening and talk about what in the world is talk radio all about. How does talk radio increase communication between what is happening here at the radio station and how can we more effectively communicate with you, the listener? Well, Tom, what in the world brought you into the field of radio to begin with? I just graduated from high school and was looking for something to do that would exercise my mind. All the jobs that are available to you when you graduate from high school are pretty much menial in nature uh, until you get some further education. So I had a friend who was attending a broadcast school and he said, why don't you come down and talk to this guy at the broadcast school? I think you'd enjoy it. You've got the kind of mind it takes and you sound good. And I went down there and talked to the guy, and he said, well, you got the kind of sense of humor it takes, you got the kind of mind it takes, and you sound good. So from there on, it was a matter of just continuing my education in radio and, and my love of it. It was apparent to me when I first got into it that it was an exercise of the mind for the mind. What kind of mind is needed for radio anyway? <laughs> okay. The kind of mind you need for radio, in its simplest form, is you have to be able to form a mental picture and then verbalize that mental picture in a way that will transmit the picture. What radio does is it takes a audio photograph. In other words, what I say you hear. And the pictures that you can draw from that, I control because I can sit here and tell you that I'm, I'm sitting here at this table right now in a tuxedo and I've got black shoes on, I've got white hair, and rings on all my fingers. You mean as we sit here on the penthouse suite studio overlooking the Bay of Galveston high atop the KGBC radio tower? That's correct. Exactly. Good. And as we look at the ships go back and forth, and the nights and the refineries over in Texas City are just blinking away. Yes, and as we as we sip our champagne doing this show, I, we can tell you all this. We are trying using our voice, I guess, then to paint a picture or take this photographic image 
and transmitted over the airwaves. That's correct. I guess one of the things that then talk radio or the program of using radio would then be possibly also to allow some kind of divergence for listener A, listener B, and listener C. Is this what we mean or is this what you mean, I guess, is my more accurate question, by the whole concept of talk radio? Or is this just radio? This is radio in general that I'm talking about right now. What talk radio does specifically is putting forth a picture that requires or cries out, if you will, for a response. You're, you're trying to build a rapport with the audience. You're saying, here's what I think, what do you think? When we give on other programs, when we give book reviews on various personal growth books available, this isn't really an interaction, and yet it's loosely put under the label of talk radio. Well, it, it is and it isn't. See, what you're doing is you're maybe not verbally asking somebody to call and respond. You're, you're asking people to think as much as you are to respond. So when you're using the verb interaction or to interact, is also a mental interaction as well as a verbal or a physical action of calling up KGBC and talking with the two of us. That's correct. Okay. So if it's a nonverbal interaction where the person is listening at home, they hear about this and say, yeah, I know. I, I hear about an Uncle Charlie that's just like that or Aunt Mary that, you know, she, she talks all the time and she never listens. And this would be under the umbrella of talk radio then as you're defining yeah we're, we're generating information to help people consider their own situations if this is talk radio it's guess it would have in come in many different forms one of which you know is covered in this show another one is like in galveston night talk where you have a co-host there are two of you who are doing the uh, hosting duties do you see other possibilities for talk radio? Oh, there's a myriad of possibilities for talk radio. There are pure telephone talk shows. Larry King is a classic example of that, where he draws on his listenership for a good two-thirds of the show. This is the so-called open line, where they talk about anything? It's the open line, plus he has a guest for two hours, and for at least half that time, he requests listeners call in and ask his guest questions. So he's basically using two-thirds of his show is turned over to the audience. He's kind of a facilitator. <clears throat> yeah, he's a facilitator, an organizer, if you will, of a chain of events in talk radio. There's another kind of talk radio whereby you're just dispensing information, asking people or collecting information purely to dispense to the listener to use in an appropriate fashion for their situation. Kind of like a lecture or in a sermon or presentation or a lesson or something like that? Yeah. Any type of educational format would have that. Do other formats come to mind? The variations would be, you get into the very specifics like medical talk radio, legal talk radio. Or in this case, psychological. Psychological talk radio. It's all designed basically for the same purpose, and that is to feed information to your listeners and it's to help them take into hand whatever situation is appropriate to them well in your experience what in your opinion makes talk radio so appealing first of all it, over the past few years it's become better than it was it used to be troubleshooting somebody would call in and say look i've got 
$300,000 house that I want to sell and I want to buy a $350,000 condominium, how am I going to make money on this? That was the mentality of talk radio a few years ago. We've grown intellectually, I think, which is a credit to the listeners, the listener talk shows, because they started tuning them out, and as talk shows were required to think more themselves, the listeners came back to the ones that, that moved in that appropriate direction. Okay, so part of the thing that's making it attractive is that it requires something of the listener. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's not just bird food for the mind. It's something that cries out once again for you to think, utilize your gray matter. Bird food for the mind. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Um, That is the, the type of formats that basically require nothing of the audience and ask the audience for nothing. It just constantly continues to be there. Have you ever seen a commercial bird feeder? It just runs along a track. There's a constant flow of bird food down it. And the birds can pick and choose whenever they want to, but the food is always there. Well, then, I since you're saying that for talk radio to be more effective and to involve the uh, listener, we want to program material or situations so that the listener has to pay attention to it. He can't just have it as background music. That's correct. Talk radio is designed to draw on mind for the most part. What do you think makes talk radio interesting? I think personality makes any kind of radio interesting. If you've got a good intellect, you can do well in talk radio because... You're smart or you're intelligent? You've got to be able to use your mind to project the appropriate questions to the audience, to get them to think, to get them to respond, to help them find the direction that they need to go. I've heard it said that not only do you need to be able to have good words and sound good, but you need to have that ability, and I think you're describing it in personality, the ability to ask the question that the audience would like to ask if they were sitting in the studio at the same time. That's part of the personality aspect of it. Okay. And what other components would fit into that personality in your interpretation? Are you friendly? Any talk show host that ever does a show should be required to look in the mirror before he goes on the air and say, are you friendly? Because the friendlier you are to yourself, the friendlier you're going to be to your audience. I don't mean like buddy-buddy. I mean just in a general way. You're a friend to the audience as well as you are to yourself. Someone that you feel comfortable with, somebody that you sense that you can talk with, I guess. Yeah. Somebody that you don't mind inviting into your home every day or every once a week or whatever. Well, Todd, I sense that talk radio is vast, but that friend apart is probably what we here at Friendship, of course, strive to do in being a friend to people and trying to give them some things that would be supportive of them as human beings. And yet I know that there's another whole broad section of radio that's shall we say, contradictory, which is built on controversy, sarcasm, put-downs. These aren't friendly folks. (laughs) Yeah, but the audience that they're reaching for are not particularly friendly either. They're probably not folks I've wanted in my home. No, and nor are the people that tend to really take those shows to heart and go out of their way to find them. So in other words, if I find myself 
tuning out of a confrontational type of talk show where they're yelling at one another and putting down each other with all kinds of verbal and intellectual put-downs. That's saying that basically I don't want those people in my home, so I don't want them on my radio, too? That's correct. That's a personal decision that you've made. You don't want these boorish people in your house. And I look at someone like Doug Johnson up at KPRC in Houston. I have listened to him probably for a year now, off and on, and I have never heard him say one angry word. He never gets irritated with no matter what the question is from anyone. He's the kind of person that if he came to the front door, you'd want to sit down and just have a cup of coffee with him and feel very, very comfortable. And he runs a very effective talk show. That's a good example of somebody that you don't mind inviting into your home every day well i listen to him and i generally hear no strong opinions from him he does very good in letting his listeners bring out the opinions it sounds like in many ways i think of doug johnson as being an excellent listener the ability to hear what in the world his people on the call in as well as his guests are trying to say he's also a good moderator because he is a very friendly sort of person he knows that his views could color the show that's not what the show is designed to do the show is designed to dispense other people's point of view not his Mm -hmm. because that's the way he designed it and that's the way he wants it to stay you've had a chance to become more familiar with the different types of talk shows that are broadcast in the u.s than i have been what kind of format do you sense tends to predominate Are there more friendlies as versus more confrontational, angry types? The majority are are more the polite talk show hosts who are trying to get a sample opinion of their audience. There's not a significant number, albeit the numbers are vocal, of the more belligerent talk show hosts. Mm. And they, they tend to predominate big cities more. Like you'll have them in Houston or Dallas... They had one in Seattle, but he got ran off. (laughs) Is that because people in the big cities are more angry? If you get a large enough group of people, you're going to have a a segment of them that are angry. I think that's probably true. And here in Galveston, we have some people who are angry, but they probably are not as large as they would be in an urban area. Well, see, for them, they have talk shows in Houston. (laughs) Yeah. Not here on KGBC, though. Certainly not. No, not here. Certainly not. I guess another thing that comes to my mind, as you mentioned it about the ability to reach out and involve people, well, oftentimes, like this show, we're doing it primarily with you and I talking and people listening in. That's one format. If we were doing it with people calling in and participating would be another format. Do you see it's any difference in how people respond? Do they tend to listen if Jane Doe over there on Avenue O were to call in and talk with us? Would that have a difference as versus you and I talking about some issue? Well, it would certainly change our position. Right. Because, see, we would pull back in on our views a little bit and, and listen more to Jane Doe's. And then she would either agree or disagree with us. And we would respond in kind And there would be a difference. I guess I'm just saying that as a listener who is kind of doing a no-no and tuning up the dial instead of turning exactly to KGBC all the time and keeping it right there on the dial, (laughs) but someone who is tuning up and down, would our type of format that you and I are experiencing right here 
have a difference, and I know it, it depends upon the person. Say John Allen walked in and said, Mr. Summers, I'm looking for a consultant, and I want to know whether to do a talk show that the wonderful Dr. Huey is doing, or do I do a talk show where I talk to the people in the city? Do you think I'm going to reach a different audience? Do you think I'm going to have better luck with one format or the other? What kind of suggestions would you offer? Well, the first thing I would ask him is, what is he looking for from his audience? Now, is that different than what kind of audience you're looking for? The talk show formats are better if you're looking for a variety of opinions from your audience. Because the number of people that are listening are so diverse at any given time that you're going to have people agreeing, people disagreeing, people severely disagreeing, and people that just absolutely love every word that falls out of your mouth. I've run into that full range. Okay. And if you're running a, a show like ours, you're going to have the people that are like yours. I don't know why it's ours all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> you're uh, yeah, okay. A show like this will draw on a particular segment of the audience that tends to agree with what we're saying as opposed to the other audiences drawing the variety perspective. Well, since also this kind of format allows us to stay on one topic a little bit more easily than if we had participation actively by mm -hmm. listeners. Like people who are not interested in talk radio probably have, you know, long since evaporated. But yeah. some people who are interested in talk radio are saying, hey, I've always heard, been curious about that. That's true. At least yeah. I hope they're saying Yeah. And it's consistency, too. You know, if you tune in to hear James Huey, that you're going to get information and entertainment that you will enjoy, but yet it's food for the mind. It's good, solid food for the mind. I hope it's not bird seed. It's I'm, going to, I'm going to feel kind of self-conscious. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's not bird seed. One of the things that I've often heard in these six months, as we mentioned earlier, that this is the six-month anniversary of Power for Positive Living here on KGBC, and... I have found so many people who think that doing a talk show is easy. All you do is just sit and talk. If someone were coming to you in a consulting capacity, what kinds of reactions would you have if they were to make a similar type statement? <laughs> I'd say yeah, give it a try. Come on in with Bill and I and, and give the show a shot. You do sit there and ask questions, but they have to be sanguine questions, questions relative to whatever the topic of the evening is. Okay, so you're saying that one of the best ways to find out is to actually experience it. Well, yeah, that's really the only way because trial by fire, if you will, is the best education. I would probably chuckle at them for, and, and wonder how well they do their job. <laughs> because they're, they're, it's, it's like every job. No job is as simple as it looks. Oh, yes. I'm sure I remember when I was a guidance counselor that other teachers would come in and say, oh, what an easy job you get. All you do is just sit and listen to these kids all day. Or people, when I was teaching, would say, well, oh, teaching's easy. It's so much better than doing it. Mm -hmm. I just realized that in this situation, people say talk radio. Oh, well, that's easy. All you do is just sit around and talk. Yeah, it sounds that way if it's done correctly. But there's all the forethought that goes into the questions. There's paying attention to the answers. Your mind has to be working. The person you're interviewing or the person who's on the phone says something important, your mind automatically cues in on it. 
what does communication mean? Because basically I've been calling you a communications consultant, so I guess I might as well you know, spend some time trying to figure out that. What communication is, is it's the conveying of ideas. However ideas are communicated, whether I'm standing in front of a crowd conveying an idea or whether I'm helping somebody to convey the ideas that they have better, which is fairly easy to do. It's the conveyance of ideas is the common denominator through the whole communications business, giving you the idea that I want to project. And you alluded earlier in the program about the choice of words. What are some other ways that you would try to communicate some ideas or concepts to listeners other than choice of words? I know some people use volume as one way of communicating. Uh, over radio. In other words, some people speak very softly. Uh, and then oh. other times they project all over the studio. Those are forms that are mostly used in commercial communications. Like you have the high-powered salesman that'll sell you the coat off his back. All you got to do is pay him $7.8 million for it. Oh, yeah. You know? On a sale. Yeah, that's radio hype. And, and that attracts attention simply by its volume and key. I know I tend to speak very slowly most of the time. And yet I sometimes find that that's a real plus. And yet other times I find myself speeding up. Sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. But I sense that that's another way of communicating to people who are listening. It's a way of communicating some of the things I'm feeling and some of the intensity and sincerity of the ways that I feel about friendship. Yeah. Well, that's sort of the, I don't want to say key to your personality, but I for lack of a better term, the more vehement you get, the faster you tend to get when you speak. When you're explaining something and communicating it, you're explaining it very clearly and precisely at a pace that can be readily understood and digested. What are some of the things that one can look for to find out whether they are communicating? You look for responses. And anybody that you're talking to, if you're drawing no response at all, and they're sitting there staring at you or they're staring off into space, chances are you're not communicating with them. How do we do that on radio? <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't see all those thousands of people who are listening to us tonight. Yeah, and, and the, the lady who's sewing, you're getting awfully close to the end of your row. Uh-huh. Uh, in radio, you do it different ways. You look for feedback from people that listen to your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you listen to the shows yourself and... Pull yourself out of your own skin and put yourself in a different model. You are the person who's just tuning into KGBC. Friendship Radio is on, and you have no idea what the program's about. Okay. Okay, if you listen to one of your shows, and you can put yourself in that position and completely comprehend and understand it, then you're doing a very good job of communicating. If there's gray areas where you're not sure what the point was that they were trying to make there's a communication lack there of one form or another okay so in other words if they can understand what in the world we're doing on the air then we've communicated basically yes and then you get into degrees of communication have you communicated a complete idea or is there a vague area in that idea that you've communicated you'll know that simply by virtue of having done the show
Well, as a communication consultant, let me put you on the spot. Have we communicated what in the world we've been trying to do tonight? I know what we've been trying to do. What do you sense we've been trying to do as a communications person? As a communications person. Okay, we've been trying to explain communication and, in particular, communication over talk radio and utilizing talk radio to present the ideas that one has to get other people to consider the ideas as either good or bad of a different perspective other than their own. Okay. How do you sense we've done? I sense that up to that final statement there, I've been doing fine. <laughs> uh, as, as a radio man, you usually just let those sink into the mire and don't go, what the heck was I trying to say? I sense that one of the things I really wanted to do tonight was to talk about talk radio, the communications of it, because to me it's been a very fascinating and delightful six months here on KGBC. And when I've introduced this program, as I have introduced many other programs, I hope that we do strive, and I know we strive to do it, I hope we accomplish the goal that this is a nurturing atmosphere and it is a program that we are trying to give people something that will benefit them as they think, as they become involved, as they listen to myself or they listen to the guests that I'm fortunate to have each week. I guess my question is, have we been successful in doing so? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I think so. You've done a good job of conveying the ideas. And it's the audience only who have the last word in whether or not you've been successful because if they're getting the results from the information that they've been given, you've done a successful job. Todd, I do thank you for your kindness in coming here this Thursday evening. And we'll certainly be listening for you and Bill and Shell on Galveston Night Talk on Tuesday and Thursday evenings, I think from 6.30 to 8 p.m. 6.30 till 8. We'll be here. And on Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings when you'll be manning the board and spinning the disc. That's my job. Good, good. And I also thank all of you for joining me here this evening on KGBC Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas and especially all of you here in Galveston County. I sincerely hope that this program has provided a valuable resource as you write your life story. And I hope that you'll join me here again on Friendship Radio as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Until next Thursday, good night. <laughs>